0: Hello and welcome back to the Studio Podcast. I'm Miso Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing?
1: I am all right, thanks, man. I had a pretty calm evening. How about yourself?
0: <laughs> Being slightly out of my league, out of my depth. Uh, no, no, joking. That's Manchester United. I'm fine. Oh, I'm good. No. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I am good. I am. Slight cold, but that's to be expected. With the seasonal. Oh. With the seasonal variations. It's fine. I'm sorry about that, man. i will get well soon it's my fault actually I went for a very long walk and I did not uh, ironically enough protect my neck properly you didn't wear a roll neck I did but it wasn't thick enough oh, there's like a no. thickness if you're walking in like minus two you have to wear the ultra thick ones and I wore like merely the thick one That's my fault it's because you were rocking them in August I mean listen let's not it's, it's not about me it's not about
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear we hope everyone's staying safe staying well coming to you Three times this week, we yeah, are indeed. do we forget Shep Wright's house and Counterpress. Uh, Counterpress did the effort, the Women's FA Cup draw. That's back.
0: incredible for them.
1: Uh, you and Flo were on Wright's house, and you talked quite a lot about Manchester United. Which I think a lot of what you said was very applicable to what we could have said tonight. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah. I don't think we go go there. You know, maybe we can do some wider stuff. But I don't think a lot of the the nitty gritty stuff. I think was was said on Wrighty's house so go and check Wrighty's house from from uh, tuesday quick bit of admin stadio.football if you want to sign up for the newsletter you missed last week's but there'll be another one out i'm probably around christmas and uh, if you want to follow us on instagram stadio football is our instagram oh and if you do like what we do please leave a review It'd be very kind preferably a good one that'd be nice mm. um and uh yeah so that is all the admin So today, we're going to talk about Tuesday's Champions League games. We're going to keep it brief. Yes. And we will get into it after this.
2: This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink. And you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven valid through 1725. 7 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax applicable on large, big gulp only. Participating in US stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved.
1: All right, man. So I think maybe some of the stuff that wasn't super duper decisive yeah. we can do first. Maybe Group D. Start Group D because Inter drawing nil nil with Real Sociedad at San Siro. Inter needed to win to go to to qualify top of that group, and uh, Real Sociedad have qualified top of their first Champions League group. I love that
0: for them, which is just so good. I love that for them. The only relevance in this game, by the way, was um. Uh, penalty given for a foul on Kubo that was then retracted. That's basically all the action that happened in this match. But I'm basically. happy it turned out like this because Inter's a tough place to go. Mm-hmm. Last game of a group. Well, it's a tough place to go at the moment, generally, to be honest. Um, and Inter with the form they're in. Mm. And the fact that Real Sociedad have got so many performances they can look at throughout this group and just be, we delivered to such a high level. Like a very good Benfica team that they just dispatched yes. with, with comfort. Um, yeah, they really handled them well, and just really delighted for them.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, Imanol is doing an incredible job there. Yes, yeah. I mean, their their league form. I think they probably would have liked it to have been better than it is. Right, but, but they're his, still yeah, yeah. pushing. I mean, they're still they're five points off a Champions League spot. What
0: um, I love about this actually and this group, it's perfectly poised because you really want into going as the second team in the group. For mm. the tournament, it gives you that depth. Like, yeah. someone, someone's going to get a nasty surprise when they It'll draw into Arsenal. Oh Arsenal. God.
1: That will be Arsenal's reward for finishing top of
0: oh, the They're, sharp, they're a horrible team to draw into.
1: Horrible. Um, the other game in this group, though, had a, had a last minute twist. Um, so basically, Benfica needed to w- uh, beat Salzburg, I think, 3 mm. uh, 1. And they were 2 1 up. They went ahead through Angel Di Maria and went 2 nil up through Rafa Silva at stoppage time at the end of the first half. Mm. Church got a goal back for Salzburg and then Artur Cabral with an unbelievable kind of like back heel flick from across in stoppage time
0: at the end of the game. Gorgeous goal. Can I say as well with him just on Di Maria while we're there he Mm. was locked in. He was was so good. (laughs) He's
1: on like he's really on one this this year. Dude
0: that guy man when when Di Maria is feeling it you know they talk about in basketball someone's got like a hot hand. And there's the equivalent of the heat check. He hits the post, I think, twice in this game, mm. uh, as well as scoring from a corner. He was, yeah, when he's on, he's. Oh yeah, he scored an right. Olympico. He did, he did, yeah, Olympic goal, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, and that that goal meant that it sent Benfica into the Europa League and Salzburg out of Europe. They were they were so close, mm. but um. So yeah, that group finishes Real Sociedad top, into second, Benfica through to Europa League, and Salzburg are out of Europe we'll do the other two groups yeah. after we've done the Manchester United chat but let's get on to uh, Manchester United 0 by Munich 1 mm. Bayern Munich finishing top of that group they were already through top of that group Manchester United finishing bottom of the group because Copenhagen
0: beat Galatasaray so impressive so impressive in Copenhagen that's that's, that's only the second time they've got out of the group mm. Galatasaray and, uh, had their chances they probably played you could argue they played the best football in the group actually Galatasaray yeah. you could argue in terms of like entertainment value they they really brought it, but they they made elementary mistakes.
1: I'm excited to see them in the Europa League though. Yeah, uh, because I think they can, I think they can do some I damage. I think that's a great shout
0: because they, they, they had Bayern rocking in that game with Bayern mm. beat them in. Um, so I, I think that they could be, they're really, they're really good shout for Europa League, which is frankly looking stacked at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, if you think about it though,
0: they had like, they kind
1: of had everyone rocking at points. I they, mean, they they lost both saying. games to Bayern, but they, they were really unlucky, especially in that first one. They they kind of had Man United on the ropes again. Even uh, that that game in in Istanbul was weird, wasn't it? Because United really looked like they were going to lock the game down after right. going two 0 ahead, and then they just.
0: But this is the best version of Akari I've seen. Like I, I genuinely enjoyed watching Akari like at his best in this in this um in this run he played some great stuff and a bit disappointing for Zaha he didn't go through either but, but back to United before we forget because we did, we did begin to United. I mean we can wrap up on Galatasaray. But, yeah we can <laughs> but, so I mean Galatasaray I think a good shout for the Europa League I'm not, mm. not sure how much further they would advance the Champions League to be honest but they were my favourite team in the group. Yep. Um, putting a pin in that Bayern coming away the win in this game and actually it's funny because there was that video that went viral of United in the Rondo you know training uh and the ball was flying everywhere. But ironically enough, it was Bayern whose touch was off for a lot of this game. It was really funny. Like watching Bayern try to play out of tight spaces at certain points in the first half and actually not managing it. The old, like the automatic touch and go wasn't really there. They, they struggled for, for fluidity, I thought, at stages in this game. Um, Musiala didn't make the inroads that I'd expect him to. Some of their delivery from wide areas wasn't the best. and. I just, look, I just think that a team of Bayern's quality should have better delivery from their wingers. It was quite, I think, an indictment of their forward play that Masrari actually had the better of the delivery in those positions and was more decisive. Um, Kane, I thought, there's a couple of top times in the, first, in the first half, actually, where Kane gets great positions and there's just no delivery to him. Mm-hmm. And I think a feature, there's some themes in this game, and we were talking about this in the group. It's players, it's teams not making best use of their, of their strikers. There's a couple of moments in the first half in particular when United break and there's an opportunity for like a one-two with Hoyland or at least have him in to hold it up. And the wingers just went it alone. And the problem with the wingers was not offering, how do I say this? You know, Conacho ran into a couple of narrow alleys with multiple coverage. That was okay, actually. But I thought Anthony, Anthony is, Manchester United's second most expensive player of all time. Now, wow. that, that's an investment the club made. That's not, that's not his fault in terms of the investment. I'm not seeing, I, I just don't see, you look at like tonight, you look at Angel Di Maria who was lights out, spectacular. That's the value that a player adds in those wide areas and you contrast that with Anthony's performance. He, was, he, had, a, he had a good first five minutes and thereafter lapsed into being I think, you know, fairly predictable and also, like, defensively lax, allowing Davies to beat him in the one-on-one situation. So, United had nothing behind the flanks and I think the one thing I would say that was positive was they looked better in midfield. I will say that. More solid play from Amrabat, but Tomane, some great interceptions and some nice diagonals. But fundamentally for a team, you know, bearing in mind that Bayern already through, I must say I expect a greater urgency from United and also more of a more of a strategy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the one thing that after hearing what you were saying about Anthony and then Di Maria, especially how Di Maria's time at
0: Old Trafford went, all I'm thinking is,
1: is Anthony going to tear it up at Benfica when he's 35?
0: I mean, not being funny. I mean, I mean, I wish I'd torn up in Benfica at 35, but yeah, (laughs) look, if you're going to tear up in a town at 35, Lisbon's a great one for it. And I think Benfica is a wonderfully soft landing for, a variety of creative players. I'm not sure he's one of them. I'm still not convinced by what he was supposed to bring. The thing that concerns about United as well as the depth. So Maguire goes off and I know United have got injuries but Maguire goes off and Johnny Evans comes on mm. in a Champions League elimination match. This is, not, this is not a knock on Evans. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to go after him in that sense. I'm no. just saying Johnny Evans as your, should not be your first replacement for a centre-back against a team with that kind of speed, right? It's not necessarily actually even fair on him. He will deliver to the, to the extent that he can, but United time and again, you saw a real problem with depth. I mean, he would have been the f- third replacement though, right? That's the thing, because you've lost Lindelof, you've lost... Um... Alessandro uh, Martinez I, just so, I mean think, it's I just, just the resources man the resources at United like
1: well we've talked about this so many times you talked yeah. about it on Writers House as well just like for the amount of money that they've spent on that squad it's it just is so, it. so poorly assembled and nothing kind of lines up and if you look at Bayern like this isn't a this isn't a vintage Bayern side like, no, this is no, a Bayern no. who's reeling from a 5-1 defeat at Eintracht on yep. the weekend and also a side that has been quite not easy but has been you've been able to get at them They've been a bit wobbly at the back this season. And I actually think, to be fair... To Manchester Even Min-Jay Kim's looked wobbly, and that, that was a yeah, surprise yeah. to me, yeah. I mean, to be fair to Manchester United, I actually think they they tried to do something in that first 15, 20 minutes where I think they knew that that was... If they were going to have a good night, right. they needed to get in front early. It was a pretty good start, actually, like wasn't it? it was yeah, I thought good. they started pretty yeah. well, actually. Probably the most... Not impressive, but I think the most... Um, there was an urgency. Um, yeah, it looked like a... You know, very different personnel, but it looked it looked like it was taking shape of or taking the shape of a of a of a night at Old Trafford that we've seen in the Champions League a million times before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I think that when the goal didn't come and Bayern, I think like Harry Kane said afterwards that even though Manchester United had quite a bit of possession, it felt like Bayern were kind of in control of the of the game. Paul Skull said that it felt like they could have gone and like had a few gears to go through. That was what it felt like to me watching it because it felt like Bayern were very much like, we're already through. We're we don't even need to start half these players. And actually, we're still just kind of managing the game. There were moments where Bayern really started to turn it on and you saw just how good they could be. It, it felt like, I know it's all hypothetical, but if Bayern needed to win this game, I don't think Man United lay a
0: glove on them. I think they even knew that. I think Bayern had that kind of I was trying to figure out why Murciana played so long, and I think it's because Tuchel wanted United not to get too confident coming mm. at them. So I think he was like, we can counter you like, super quick. I mean, I, I've already criticised some of their decision-making, in the final third button, but what they were quite good at was getting in position. Mm. You saw that miss from that, you know, a very, very poor miss, I think about half an hour in, but…
1: Yeah, the one that it looked like he was—he was trying to do a back heel after dribbling through that one.
0: Oh, and it was the the, the, the one that crossed the cross the front. Oh, part. yeah. Okay. The- no,
1: I was thinking because there was one where he like there was a really nice Bayern move and he yeah. broke through and then all of a sudden the United defense kind of cl- collapsed on him. Yeah. He looked like he tried to lay it off. Oh, he actually, I think he probably should have just shot one touch earlier.
0: He should have opened his side foot and put it yeah. in the corner because yeah. I think Onana at that point it was just on his line, really, on already, Yeah, slightly on his heels because of the way he cut through the gap. And that was that would have been a. Glorious goal, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, actually, this is this this leads us on to the goal because I thought Kane's Kane's part in this goal was really lovely. Just a really, it was almost like a Burkamp esque. It was. Wasn't, yeah, yeah, right for, yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: Who's gonna hate you for that? oh dare
1: Arsenal fans have compared a Spurs a Spurs legend to? Harry, yeah, but, but they the, know the, the past. Like you know, the kind of the way it just flicks it through that an gap. Arsenal legend. Oh, Musa Musa <laughs> <He's>
0: what? <quality. laughs>
1: Oh, he's taking his <laughs> sadness out of everyone else.
0: They'll never find me. Listen, if find, I'm in pain. Everyone's gonna me. be in pain.
1: <laughs> um. Oh dear, that was mean. Anyway, um. Sorry. But yeah, lovely little kind of like flick through for Kingsley Coman. Gorgeous And, this, sister, this, is, and this kind of the reason that I thought we'd move on to this now is because where was, o- 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 God, o- was o- where, where was Onana? on yeah. his line again. Yeah, yeah. I just really really bizarre for for a goalkeeper who you know wants to play very far away from his own goal with the right. ball at his feet. Mm. Quite slow at coming off his line. And this isn't the first time this has happened. This has happened numerous times this season. And I'm a bit and we we came up with that theory, I think, didn't we, where we were like, well, maybe it's because he's not used to Breakaway goal, so he he's not used to like having. I, 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 you know, we were talking about um, the way that Inter defended last season was very different to mm. how Manchester United defend this season. But still, just like really bizarre because I think if he's in a position and ready, he can come out and claim that actually. But Coleman has time to take a touch.
0: I think Onala is actually just the classic case of someone who's desperate to do well but cannot publicly admit they've lost all their confidence. This is not to knock him because. God knows there's one or two jobs I've done in the past, you know, many years from now, thankfully, many years ago now, but where I was in a job where I was, I was really struggling and keeping a brave face because as a goalkeeper, you can't give that away. I mean, he's like a rapper who's forgotten how to freestyle, right? He doesn't have his rhythm. You see Onana at Inter when after that Champions League final, Pep comes out and praises him and he's, he's spectacular and he's, he's at a place where they believe in him and he's come away from that ban. You know, Onana's been through a lot in his career. Yeah, yeah. And maybe for him, Old Trafford was the culmination of all of that. Like, it's the absolute dream. Like, you know, Inter is a huge club, don't get me wrong. Manchester United is, in the global sense, the, the, the breadth and the depth of United's fame. It's your dream move. And it's a nightmare. This is a nightmare for him. And Onana shouldn't be a subject of conversation after every match, and maybe we're contributing to that because we're talking about him, but, I just, I really feel for him, Ryan. I feel for him because mm. I think he's trapped in a place of, like, we can't we have this conversation in a couple of weeks, like, will he turn it around? And I just think there's too much, there's too many data points against him. There's just too many, I think, at this point. I don't want to I'm not saying to write him off. I'm just saying that, like, in the court of public opinion, I think, I worry that the verdict has come back on him. And I root for him because I saw him enter and I saw that he was brilliant to enter, but I wonder if he's, you know, we see it with so many players who have their peak and they're like, they're almost not sure how to get back to it.
1: I really want to see him under a, you know, behind a full strength back four for a sustained amount of time, which I know he's asking a lot <clears throat> at the moment from this Manchester United side, but.
0: Can I sound harsh as well, though? The stories come out of United about how major players in that squad are now available for sale. Casemiro's just got there. Casemiro's yeah, just but, got, yeah, but yeah, but still, but you know what I mean? Like that. These things are a failure of planning as well.
1: Well yeah, but there's the new regime coming in, new regime. There's a the new ownership yeah. structure about to drop and
3: uh,
1: you know, new personnel above. There's all this stuff like I mean there's there's some there's a lot of stories going on this week that we haven't we won't even have time to talk about. Yeah. We're gonna talk about like the um you know the new the story that broke about the Catafé deal and that Catafé have a percentage of a sell on for him including that loan clause and mm. stuff like that uh, for Mason Greenwood and um, you know even stuff like the Turkish football suspended because the president ran on and punched a referee and also the Bundesliga investment thing there's a lot of stories going on that we won't can have time I, to talk I, can about can, properly, yeah I mean can I why
0: would this just focus on that on the punching ref thing for like just 10 seconds whatever. just don't punch referees can I say actually I'm actually really glad they responded with that level of intensity they just yeah. you know suspended everything because I just think a lot of people are just getting ahead of themselves. It's felt yeah. a bit extra for a while, hasn't it? And I really feel yeah. like that. The normal, thank God the Turkish, so for those who haven't heard, the Turkish, Turkish Super League has basically suspended games until further notice, which sounds drastic, but actually I think you kind of need something like that for everyone, just the mm. drawback from the brink, because once you normalise that kind of violence, the chilling effect that has on people that want to be referees, goes all the way down the pyramid. So I'm really, really glad that that's happened. Anyway, sorry, back to the, yeah.
1: But yeah, so with the Manchester United stuff, it just feels like never-ending noise. And I was saying to you before, weren't because we were talking about like, how do you even analyse this anymore? Because you've kind of done it from a football point of view. You've done it from a big picture point of view. You've done it from a coaching point of view. You've done it from a how to run a football club point of view. You've done macro you've done micro you've done game by game you've done tactical it's just it feels like there is nothing really left to say about Manchester United apart from the fact that maybe it's my turn to be a bit critical but I think that despite all of the footballing lows Mm. let's say since Eric Hag turned up right I think finishing bottom of this group is a major reality check for Manchester United.
0: I agree.
1: That's not to downplay like how good Copenhagen and Galatasaray have been and obviously Bayern. But the reason that I say that is because they finished the group on what, four points?
3: Right. And actually they probably should have finished the group on one point. Wow. Because the only
1: game they won against Copenhagen they were vastly outplayed for the majority of that game. And that's fair. And I think that is just alarming, completely alarming. So it's the most goals conceded by an English club in the Champions League group stage, ever. It's extraordinary. And th- I think that's the thing. When you, you it's not one thing. Like, it, and it wasn't like they had, you know, like the group that Newcastle have got, for example. Like, you could kind of at least be like, all right, that is a that is a really brutal, tough group. brutal, and yeah. you know, it, every game is a grind, but. Yeah, I imagined maybe them losing both buying games, but I would have expected them to get at least two points out of the Galatasaray games. Mm-hmm. And I would have expected them to get six points out of the Copenhagen games.
0: And this is something about, and this is about the structural stuff with United. Like, not to, I don't want to be too negative. It's, you look at player like Rasmus Hoyland. Brilliant footballer. Hasn't scored the Premier League yet. That's not his fault. Right? That is a, a superb footballer. Like, I was surprised by the price tag, don't get me wrong. I, and my reservations about it, but he's got a great mentality actually. And I'm, I think he carries that price tag just fine. I still think it was too much because it, it puts undue pressure on him, but he's fine with that. I think you've got some really good pieces. The problem with that United at the moment is it's so variable. The performances are variable. The quality of the squad is variable. The quality at the executive level is highly variable. There are clearly some people in that club that know exactly what they're doing. And there are clearly some that don't know at all. And they're just all in the same mix. And it just reminds me a bit like of, you know, like when this is something for the old heads, but when when the cart edge is declining in your knee, you'll get some good performances out of running on that. But every now and again, you'll just be in agony and you can't get it done. And from week to week, your performance will be variable. And this is just what United are going to be for the foreseeable future until the new owners get a vision in place and a strategy in place. If indeed there is a new ownership or, you know, Mm. And unfortunately, I know we just keep repl- repeating ourselves. But this, this is kind of the trend now. You've got some really good data points at United, some really good acquisitions, but the overall trend that you're describing is trending negative. And this will just, this will just, this is just who United are at this point. Unfortunately.
1: I mean, yeah, I just think it's got to the point now where it's like I could kind of see a way out soonish. Yeah, a year ago maybe. Mm think now it's got to the point when you're like what do you even do first yeah that's the thing right, right. and I, and, is, yeah. and when it starts getting to that point i don't know i mean because you're looking at it from a football point of view and i know there's some like obviously there's some stuff some disciplinary stuff and it's not been rosy but you look and you're like wow Jaden sancho would be really good it'd be really good if they managed to like start getting Jaden sancho playing because him and Hoyland would be... It's the perfect... Comp- really it's it's, it's funny, isn't
0: it? It's like- and, like...
1: and like like Rashford, Hoyland and Sancho, I think, it's a serious you know, one all three. firing. But this is the thing, all firing. And and I'm just not entirely sure if there's the motivation around Manchester United anymore. Like, who do you think was the last person to like really enjoy their football at Manchester United for a sustained amount of time? Maybe Rashford's goal-scoring three last I think Rashford- apart, from, apart from McTominay, right, this season. McTominay and his braces... But I think Rashford's goal scoring run last season, because it was the first time he felt fit and healthy for ages. I think
0: maybe a bit of Garnacho in terms of just because when you break through, you're excited and you're kind of going at it every week. But maybe him to an extent. I think Rashford primarily, Garnacho to an extent, and McTominay, because McTominay thriving in an environment where he's allowed to kind of run onto the ball, make late runs, and mm. everyone else is struggling. McTominay, you know, his real strength is actually probably his resilience and his mentality, funnily enough. Like he. He really is really good, I would think, at recovering. And he's kind of a bit of a spokesperson, mm. coming out and taking public criticism, but also speaking up and, and being accountable. But beyond that, it's difficult to think of. And also, you know, Casemiro at the beginning of, of his kind of run. Um, but otherwise, it's tough. I think with United, funnily enough, this will sound a bit like a left field turn. I think a new ownership stake and then announcing plans for what kind of overhaul of the stadium would look like. Funny enough, because just giving a club a context of we're United and we need like the right setting for what we're doing. So not just about the turnover of players, but thinking about you know, the matchday experience and and look at Real Madrid, they've just built that, that cathedral, right? Mm. And what United have, you know, Old Trafford, the, the rain's leaking through and the rest of it. Just thinking about the wider context, not just the football on the field, but, but the infrastructure and just start this sounds like a really basic thing to say, but if you're struggling to start somewhere, then you start anywhere. Yeah. You know? If you're writing a novel, start on chapter 17. Like, plot it out and then just start writing scenes towards the end. Just start anywhere.
1: So no European football for the second half, well, for for the rest of the season. Yeah. Manchester United. Not the
0: worst thing though, maybe. Not the worst thing.
1: Maybe not, but uh, there is so much to do there. Yeah. But um, Bayern, they, they were always going to top that group, weren't they? But I think yeah, that that point against Copenhagen, uh, for Copenhagen was so big at the Allianz. Yeah, remember that was the first time that Bayern had that stopped a massive like goal-scoring streak at home in Champions League games for Bayern. So Copenhagen going through second, and I think they vastly deserved it. Yeah, they did. They played some really good football through this tournament, but it was a really such a weird group. Like Bayern, so much better than everyone else, and then the other three teams. Like you look at Copenhagen, scored eight, conceded eight. Galatasaray scored 10, conceded 13. Manchester United scored 12, conceded 15. Bayern scored 12, conceded 6. Super weird. Super weird. So weird. Yeah, let's take a quick
2: break and then we'll get into the rest of the the other two groups before we bounce. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So, when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on Cars.com.
0: Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver. It's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: All right, man. Very quickly, Arsenal drew with PSV. They took the lead through Eddie Nketiah. Lovely finish. Nice strike, that yeah, yeah. And then Vertison's goal, the beauty, was so good. Off two posts. Oh my. God. God, it was so good, man. Like laid on for him by Ricardo Pepe. Gorgeous finish. It was the perfect angle and pass for that finish just to just to bend it around Aaron Ramsdale. So satisfying. Yeah. So good. But um yeah. But I mean, all in all, I'd say pretty chill for Arsenal. Yeah. Couple of scares, but it seemed like they they had another gear to go into as well and they, they probably could have nicked it as well. So that means that Arsenal finished top of that group, PSV. Go through second. Um, that was kind of done anyway. But the real fun wow was in the other game. <laughs> Lons against Sevilla. Uh, so Frankowski gives Lons the lead with a penalty af- just after the hour mark. And then uh, Sergio Ramos has a penalty saved by Samba. And then
0: gives us the most Ramos moment, which is then maybe ever
1: he's told to retake because Samba was off his line mm. I saw Andy Brassel talking about this about how much of a shit talker Samba is on penalties really well. oh, that's yeah. so, funny. so funny and then Ramos decides to penenker
0: it and then
1: and then gives him a shush and then you kind know,
0: of like and then it appears to sort of impede Samba with his foot if we're being frank gets I just, booked for it by I, Felix Spire I saw that I saw that I saw that a few seconds and thought if you had to if you had to like summarise Sergio Ramos' career in 30 seconds, it's scoring a Penega for retaken penalty, and then like basically stepping on <laughs> stepping on the goalkeeper. I mean, like that's yeah, that's a uh, that's Ramos in a few seconds. Um, so that becomes one all. But knots weren't done. Lance no, they weren't. Done. Bring us home, Musa. <laughs> Lance, yeah, they broke on the count. They went on the counter. They went on the <laughs> counter from right to left, an angled finish. Sending Sevilla, the holders of the Europa League, no less, out of Europe. Out
1: of Europe. And Lons go through wow. to the Europa League. Extraordinary scene. Was that the
0: 96th minute? It was, it was deep, in they, deep you in. they were deep in their bag. They were deep in their bag. Wow. What a game.
1: I'm really happy for Lons because, you know, it was the first time back in the Champions League for ages and they had a, such an amazing season last season. Yeah. They finished second in Liga, didn't they? They lost their best then, player as well. Yeah, I mean they lost a few in the summer. They started the season really poorly. Um they've climbed back up to seventh now in Liga. But um, yeah, just a great Just an adventure. I mean, an adventure like, yeah. To do that, to to get to win the game and go through to the Europa League, especially after getting absolutely hammered exactly. in Arsenal a couple yeah, of weeks exactly. ago. Yeah, yeah. Was like. Um but yeah, great campaign for them. And uh that means Sevilla won't win the Europa League this year.
0: Right. And not to knock Sevilla, but like they've had a good go at that tournament. Let's give someone else. Uh, give someone else a run at give it. For, someone else. Just a for one it. year, you'll be back. You'll be back Sevilla. Just give someone else a run at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to quickly talk about Napoli Braga. Yes, yes. So uh the newly crowned Victor Arsimen um yeah. scoring the clincher. So uh Napoli winning 2-0. Uh he was the well cl- crowned the men's African player of the year. Oshawala... Yep. um Again, uh, named the, a Nigerian double, named the women's uh, African player of the year. Um, and a really, really unlucky own goal uh, that set Braga on the way to defeat. Then also remember an even luckier <laughs> second. When I first saw it, the ball comes in from Natan, I think, on the flank. And at first I thought it was like just the back finish, a tidy back finish. It was <laughs> <laughs> I mean he looked like a man running back from the airport I don't know where he collected his award from but he looked like he just got off the plane <laughs> still in his tux but he was listen he he looked delighted to finish it off um, good win for Napoli who took out Braga but Braga still go through I think to the Europa League don't they
1: yeah they don't and through. that's because Union lost 3-2 at home to Real Madrid uh, in a game that was pretty good game to be fair Union did really really well like um, Luka Modric missed a penalty well had a penalty saved yeah bad penalty actually weirdly yeah weirdly yeah in the first half and then straight away Union went down the other end yeah that Alaba
0: mistake hey that was
1: not not ideal yeah Runo basically kind of hoofs it long I think there's a flick on from someone yeah yeah and Alaba
0: goes it with the right foot
1: yeah and kind of just gets underneath it falls over the ball bounces up and then Kevin Folland at first I thought he might have controlled it with his hand
0: Mm, interesting
1: yeah and he puts it away pretty much on the stroke of half time
0: there was a chance for 2-0 wasn't there about 55 minutes yeah there's a delayed pass from the flank and he delays it a bit too long I think but he still plays it and then Folland is just a fraction a fraction too late Mm. if it's 2-0 then Maybe it's a different story. We see an equaliser from Josselu, mm. of whom more later. And then we have um, them going ahead as so a second head of them as They go two one up. Actually,
1: yeah. What did you think about this? Because I thought this one might have been a foul. You think?
0: Mm. Yeah, I didn't see, and I, I, I didn't. I thought I thought nothing. I thought nothing remarkable about it when it went leaning on him a little.
1: Yeah, I mean <sighs> they're, they're they're jostling a little bit. I think Josselu jostling, that, that,
0: jostling. T- that, type, that type of that type of. <laughs> Contact is so normalized. Yeah. Especially if it's not a set piece. If it's in the run of play, it's very racist. It was disallowed.
1: It does look like he kind of like uses like pinning the defender to kind of like. Yeah, to elevate. Everyone. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just but, anno- it, it annoyed me that he really found his finishing touch in this match of all matches. I won't lie. That is my. But smile. I'm,
1: I'm happy for him though to score a couple of goals because he's been it has been has been a tricky season for him. And, no, for um,
0: sure. I just rather he did it against someone else.
1: <laughs> and the good, the best news for you is that Rodrigo didn't score, which means that you can my narrative, for oh, no. sure. Narrative, <laughs> push my narrative. confirmation bias. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did get an assist though, Rodrigo. Yeah, uh, the pitch
0: looked a bit funny. Yeah, I it mean was it's been Bobby.
1: freezing him, but I mean, to be honest, that pitch is never good though.
0: What was it? Someone has described San Siro as a potato patch at the worst point. That wasn't quite that bad, but there was allotment like, energy. There was a little a bit of A sparkle pack. A sp- sparkle pack, yeah. Someone's been picking... <laughs> spark- Definitely a, a few pigs been looking for truffles in that field before the game. Kral uh, got a great... Um, well, a very good late equalizer with a low drive. And at yeah, that Crowell, point, yeah. at that point, Union, it was too oh. all. get a and goal they were then. pushing. They were, they were pushing, pushing. But then but Danny, Danny Ceballos of all players... Danny
1: Ceballos is scoring goals for Real Madrid in the Champions League in 2023. Yeah, There's a man who's had
0: a second win. To be fair, he's had a second wind.
1: A uh, quick question for you. How old do you think Danny Ceballos is?
0: 30.
1: He's 27.
0: Oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. He's had like two careers. It feels like he's had three. It does, it does doesn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. does. Really does. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll always have that Burnley game. <laughs> oh, God. <No. laughs> You'll never forgive Ceballos for not being Ceballos.
1: I thought he was actually a little bit hard, hard done by at Arsenal. I think he was probably a little bit better than people gave him credit for. I think,
0: you know, he's a classic example of a player who quite is the, him it's the Donny van der Beek thing. Yeah, A player in the right system thrives. And I actually hope that a club picks up Donny van der Beek and just gives him loads of confidence and says, we'll put you in a midfield three, go and do your thing.
1: Did he won the FA Cup at Arsenal, man? He was he was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was all right, but um, he was very happy with his winner, and um, yeah, that meant no no European dream for Union. They mm. go out of Europe. Uh, they were through to the Europa League at one point, but they needed to beat Real Madrid though to go through.
0: And look, here's the thing: like twenty five percent possession, or whatever it was, at a certain point you're you're always up against it. I just feel like. They deserved a bit better for the resilience of their performances throughout this group. They really, they were entertaining.
1: Yes, but I think they also needed to pick up, Yeah, they needed to to capitalise on the Braga games.
0: Yeah, that was the one. And they didn't do it. If they had done, they would have been in the Europa League. Mm. I actually think this is a problem they don't need, weirdly enough. I think Europe is a problem they don't need at this point.
1: I mean, especially now, new manager, new team there, they've got to fight for survival. And the
0: Europa League is always around longer than you think it's yeah. arduous man it's arduous yeah. yeah
1: I think for them getting out of Europe isn't the yeah. worst thing in the world they'll probably lose some of those players who move there for Champions League football next season mm. but actually maybe not that's the worst thing. Not, the not the worst, worst, worst thing, thing for them because I think there has been a slight shift in culture at Union mm. and I think you've seen it with the players that are starting to play again now and they're starting to maybe look a little bit more promising mm. because there's more more cohesion there but uh, yeah, Real Madrid go through top of that group.
0: Jude with Jude with the assist for the winner. We have to give him yep. that. Yeah, yeah, Jude doing Jude things.
1: And last uh, Tuesday's games. Yeah,
0: and that's the ball game.
1: Quick shout for Giorgio Chiellini, who announced that he's going to retire from football. Yeah, with immediate
0: effect. Losing in the final, the uh, MLS Cup um, with LAFC, but a good run though. Made a good run at it.
1: Thirty-nine years old, and. Uh, an absolutely legendary An incredible career. Defender. An incredible career. And always just came across like just someone who would just curious. be super interesting. Yeah, yeah his yeah. interviews, like his post-match interviews whenever we did English language stuff on, yeah. on uh, was always really, I found really
0: interesting. He strikes me as like a well-liked, a well-liked mm. dude, actually. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see who he does post-football. I mean, he could do anything at this oh point. Oh my
1: God, can you imagine if he like, he does his badges, right? He's probably done his badges. And he just, he's actually,
0: the next Juve
1: manager.
0: I, there's probably this wants him to do something like, I don't know, like club director or some kind of executive. Yeah.
1: No, I want him to do like, a, I want him to do the Jabby Alonso route. I want him to go and do like, Oh, okay. Okay. I see that. I see maybe that. go and do like, maybe go and, go and do like Livorno. Livorno's like under 19. Right. And then all of a sudden he's like, actually I'm taking the Gladbach job. Oh, right, it's okay. just amazing. Love that, love that, love that. And just like, oh my god, he didn't even play in the Bundesliga. Why is he here? And then uh, you know, get him doing
0: those post-match Bundesliga interviews. The only reason I want him to go and coach in Spain is because I want Valdano to write romantic columns about how he's brought the philosophy back. What a, what a, what a great career! What a great career! An amazing defender, man. Yeah, an amazing yeah. defender. Uh,
1: all right, that's that's going to do us for this 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 episode. Um, we'll be back. Thursday Yeah, tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow, back tomorrow Yeah, with the rest of the Champions League games until then you've got, another, you've got an extra tune in your Stadio Outros playlist oh my goodness St- search for Stadio Outros on Spotify to listen to all the tunes we play out on each episode it was a sad night for Manchester United fans and for many other fans as well whose teams either went out of Europe or didn't make it through the group stage we'll play out on this ballad by Helen Smith called I'm Controlled by Your Love because as football fans we're control. we not controlled by the love of our football clubs we are indeed
0: anything you'd like to add when we talk Wonga what can I add to that poetry nothing further listen
1: I need the book deal you give me the voltages. fucking book deal there he is there he is The not by this guy
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm only kidding I'm kidding um, alright everyone much love uh, we'll be back with you
0: tomorrow see you then
3: my heart.